The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Summer Helene. We have on with us today Paul Michael Bolan, who y'all love, and everyone complains I don't let talk enough. Welcome. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm heading out to uh, uh, Paul Springs Comic Con as we speak, so I might cut out through the traffic. I'm, I'm already out in Palm Springs. It is hotter than hell. It is yeah, hot, I, hot, I, hot. That's what I heard. It is, but it should be fun. I'm already out here for the Comic-Con tomorrow. I'm going to be speaking on a panel, and I'll probably drag Paul into it because I mean like that. We have an amazing guest on today. Uh, Her name is Felissa Rose. She's worked with Paul. Paul, I'm going to let you do the intro on Felissa, um, but I am going to tell the audience something. When When I first started out and decided I wanted to go from modeling to acting, I worked on a film with Felissa. And she taught me how to scream without losing my voice. Now, when you hear the ads for Not Scary Farm, that's my scream. And because of that, I got like $10,000 a pop. So thanks for the scream, Felissa. I learned not to lose my voice. Paul, would you intro Felissa? Because I just want to get her on. Uh, Yes. Is Felissa there? Hey, how are you guys? G'day, g'day. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's no problem. So... (laughs) Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, doing this, Felissa. Uh, I know I just worked with you like a few weeks ago. Yes, uh, but we no. did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell the listeners about you. Well, um, I guess my uh, the first movie I ever did uh, was a horror movie called Sleepaway Camp, and I was 13. That was an 80s slasher. And that sort of propelled me into the horror genre. And from there, I've done, you know, at least 100 horror movies to date. And now I'm on the other side where I'm really producing. Um, I have a movie coming out called Death House, starring many of the icons, such as the original, you know, uh, people from Halloween and Friday the 13th and many of the horror movies we know and love. And um, I've also produced uh, three videos for the metal band Slayer. So it's been fun. I'm enjoying uh, acting and producing, you know, hand in hand. And that's how I knew you, Paul. And you too, mm-hmm. Summer. Yeah. <laughs> once, once upon a time, I, I acted in uh, films. For those that don't know, it was a very, very, very short career. It turns out I don't like that kind of attention. <laughs> I, I, I but it was a lot of fun. That was, a, that was quite an interesting uh, movie, but we had a good time for sure. It was, but you yeah, taught me on that film. We all met on that one, I believe. Is that where we met? I thought it was Dead and Gone. 
Jerry, you're no, right. It you. was that one, Paul. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my yeah, goodness. I got yeah, I suggested you for Dead and Gone. That's, that's right. How you got, that's you got on that one. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, you um, did. I, yeah. I can tell you, Felissa, when I was doing that film with you, I started to lose my voice screaming. And you taught me how to scream without losing my voice. So for <laughs> years after that, um, like if you listen to the Not Scary Farm ad, you hear that girl scream. That's mine. I started getting like $10,000 a pop just for screaming because of you. <gasps> wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, for, well, for, you're for amazing those, just yourself, so it's all good. <laughs> for, for, those, for those listening, yeah, um, I, I think I just shattered my image. I'm an executive these days, so I just killed it. But, yep, that was, no. that was very, very interesting. I was being murdered by a midget when I first met Felissa. Yes, this is true. It was called Slaughter Party. Right? <laughs> and that, that midget was a pain in the ass. Oh. oh, my gosh. What was his name, Mike? Mighty Mike. Yeah. yeah. Mighty Mike Murga. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was God. so Three fun. And Ford Austin yeah. was in that movie, and he was fantastic. You know, he's, he's, he's I think, an executive now as well. Last I What's heard. that? I think he's an executive now as well. Oh. I'm over at Paramount. I believe he's at like Columbia, or he's at one of he was one of the breakoff companies. I think he's an executive now too. I thought he was just trying to get healthy. He had a nasty car accident a few years ago. He did. Yeah, he did, and he's doing really, really well. I know he was in New York working on a show. He was doing theater, and he's done a lot of films. And he's, um, you know, he's a really talented person. I met him on that film, and also Heidi Honeycutt. She was on. She, just, she was uh, in Slaughter Party too. Yeah, I met Ron Jeremy on that film, and he talked me into producing. Oh, Jeremy! Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm still in um, contact with him, but he and he's still a good friend, and I go to his events, and he comes to ones at my work. But I actually ended up friends with him because of that film, and he told me to become a producer, <laughs> like get behind the camera. You're too smart to be in front of it. It's like I think you just insulted every girl in Hollywood. But I will listen to you on that. Well, you know, I mean, as we both know, producing takes a lot of uh, patience. It's a lot of tedious work. And, I mean, I love it. I feel like it's – I'm a mom of three. So it's sort of like being a mom. You just have to coordinate and time manage and all that good stuff. I think I just like being an executive better. All I have to do is scare the crap out of people and tell them they don't get any more money. (laughs) <laughs> and that too exactly yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask now that we're all catching up for those that don't know yeah. we're talking about a whole bunch of people in Hollywood and how we met each other which was on a big grade film for Troma um, Troma is they did the Toxic Avenger it's kind of that genre of film it's the very very indie creepy horrors uh, The the business, it's run by Lloyd Kaufman who lovely lovely man we are Going to be talking today, though, to Felissa and find out exactly how did you, you – you started at 13 in sleepaway camp. A lot of people that listen to this show, um, I'm going to ask you lots of good questions, bad questions, sure. some embarrassing questions. Um, please don't censor yourself. This is an 18 and over show, so I don't give a fuck what you say. Oh. <laughs> All I'm yeah. concerned with right awesome. now – is I want to know what advice you would give to somebody that wants to get into specifically the horror genre. I mean, let's face it. You are a scream queen. That is, that's, I mean, that's essentially what you are. You're one of mm-hmm. what's considered the top. If you Google this, guys, by the way, I do lots of fun research. Um, the only pe- person ahead of you 
uh, popularity rise for Scream Queens is Jamie Lee Curtis. So I'll send you the info. Wow, She's the only one ahead of you. You, are, you have a huge, huge, like ridiculously huge following in this genre. Why? That's a, you know, uh, that's a great question. Um, being that I started in the genre when I was really young in the 80s, that's when all the really crazy slashers came out. Like I said, Friday the 13th and Halloween and Black Christmas and all of Wes Craven's, you know, early work like Last House on the Left and People Under the Stairs. When I did Sleepaway Camp, it was a very provocative <laughs> film. There's a twist ending, and I think it really those, resonated with people. Tell, right? tell people this twist ending. Just, just Can tell I? Them. Okay. So I play a little girl. I was, I was 12, turning 13 when we filmed it, and um, she was being bullied by so many kids at camp. It's called Sleepaway Camp. And at the very end of the film, it turns out that she's really a boy. There was a boating accident, and there, there, were, two tw- there were twins, and it turns out that she was really the boy. Boy, but her crazy aunt turned her into a little girl because she, she already had a boy. So all these crazy circumstances. And then at the very end, the last shot of the film is my face on a boy's body. So you see... A naked, a, a naked boy's body. A yeah. naked boy's body. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's, my it's face a with a penis face hanging out. a pretty girl's face with a full frontal penis. Well, a full year old fucking girl. frontal. <laughs> I am the chick with the dick. So I think if that isn't enough to make audiences from 1982 up to this day, holy shit, you know, it's like, it's an ending that certainly stays in people's minds. Oh, yeah. I watched it right after I worked with you on Slaughter Party, and I was really taken aback by that. I believe when I saw you afterwards and, and asked you, well, I said, hey, Bliss, I saw your movie, and your response was, so how'd you like my wiener? <laughs> I have a lot Which, of fun with it, Summer. Yeah. I really oh, do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I said, it was very provocative. It was very uh, ahead of its time um, before the crying game, you know, and this twist just mm. sort of made people say, what the fuck? Because we were real kids. We weren't like Friday yeah. the 13th where 20-year-olds playing teenagers. We were actually young. And... um you know, now I do the convention circuit, the horror convention circuit, and it's amazing how many people really love this film. As cheesy and crazy as it is, it's like somehow it's affected people, whether it's the bullying it's or good, just the shock ending. Film, and it is relevant today. Believe it or not, this crazy-ass film does have a, a decent message about bullying, and I think if you get a chance to see it, I mean, like, it kind of goes a little bit carry with the bullying, but... If you get a chance to see it, see the film. It's actually a very, very good film. Um, the message is not kill the people bullying you. I'm just going to say that off the bat. We are not endorsing Thank that. You. But No, not at all. <laughs> it no. does talk about the psychological damage of forcing people to be someone they're not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very prevalent in today's society. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, again, it had a lot of um, homoerotic undertones as well. It's a very, you know, it's an interesting film for the time and even for today's standards. So it's definitely, um, it has a big audience. And I guess that's why, you know, I've been fortunate to stay in the genre all these years. Now, I'm going to ask you, we've got about three minutes to break. I'm going to ask you a bunch of personal questions. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out. We had a write in from last week for the guy that won our Palm Springs trip. We're going to call that out in just a few minutes. Um, I am going to ask you, Felissa, 
Mm-hmm. For anyone getting into this, I mean, you've really kind of made a name for yourself. But one thing I've heard about you when you've been brought up and I've brought you up myself when people have asked about someone for uh, different films. Um, when I, since I've been working at Paramount, even, you've been a name that people do banter about. Um, wh- you've made a name and at least especially with the indies and even around the studio market, you don't say no. Um, as funny no. as that sounds, you don't say no. And it's not that you don't say no to a role. It's, it doesn't matter how far that role extends. You're kind of up for any challenge. And at Absolutely. least among the executives and producers and directors, that's kind of how you know. And I spoke to Lloyd about this. I've spoken to a lot of people about this. Why? Why do you have, as an actress, and this is something I tell other actresses, you know, you must have very, very weak boundaries. Acting is an art and you've got to be up for anything. And you really are the epitome of that. Why? Oh, first of all, thank you. Um, I, I think, you know, it goes to, it speaks to my philosophy on life. I, I just think, you know, we're on this journey and my biggest question is why not? Why would I turn something down? It's come into my life. It, it's there for a reason. It could be something that, you know, where I either meet someone amazing, like meeting you or Paul, or, you know, having just a great time on set. There's just absolutely no reason. If it fits into my schedule and it looks like something that could be exciting, and most things are, I mean, 99% of the projects I've been on, I have the most amazing and fondest memories of. So there's no reason, you know, uh, to say no. I want to work. I'm a workaholic. I love it. Like I said, I have three babies, and I'm trying to set a good example with great work ethic. And I think that makes a difference, and I think you're a good example to anyone that wants to be in this industry. We have two minutes to break. When we come back, we're going to ask Felissa why she moved from acting to producing. We've only got Felissa for a half hour, so I'm going to say to you guys who want to ask questions, write in, jump on Facebook, send them over to me now, 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 because I'm only going to have her answer about five of them because that always takes quite a while. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with the amazing Felissa Rose and Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We will be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires? Yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin and we have an amazing guest today, Felissa Rose. For those of you that don't know her, she's from a film called Sleepaway Camp. She's done over 100 horror films. She's done music videos. She's a producer. She's an actress. She's all kinds of everything and everyone loves her. Welcome back to the show, Felissa. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Wow, that is amazing. Appreciate it. And you are killing my Facebook. We're getting a whole bunch of write-ins, guys. Like I said, I'm only going to answer a few questions or ask her a few questions. But, Felissa, what advice would you give to somebody wanting to get into the film industry? I say go for it. I don't give a shit when anyone says, so many people kill your dreams. They're like, oh, it's so hard. You know what? It's whatever is going on in your mind. Create it. Make it happen. It's, it's, um, it's, if it's in your soul and you really feel passionate about it, just put everything you have into it. Find classes. Find people who are working now. Make friends with them. Ask, the, ask questions. You know, it's like when you want something, go for it. And, you know, no matter how big the dream is, it's possible. So that's what I say. Just go for it. Don't let anyone be a dream killer. Step away from them if they say no. I like that. All right. I'm going to ask you real quick. What was your most humiliating experience in Hollywood? That's one that everyone loves to hear. They always like the dirty stuff. They always like the funny stuff. And they always like the embarrassing stuff. So we'll get to the dirty and the humiliating. Let's let's just start with that. Oh, my gosh, there was something hilarious on, okay, I've never done nudity, only because, and I'm totally enamored by women who can take their clothes off in front of the camera, I can just put a bathing suit on. (laughs) Seriously, right? I think it's huge. When you can just completely take this robe, it's like unbelievable. I never had a problem with that, but I grew up on nude beaches. And I was an underwear model before I was an actress. There you go. I, on the other hand, grew up in like a, you know, oh, you just, my mom was always covered up, so I kind of learned that. It's all in your environment. Um, I'm different in raising my girls. We're, we're much more open. But um, I was on Slaughter Party, and I was running in my bikini, which to me was outrageous anyway. Here I am in a bikini. And I was running with Seymour Butts. Remember him, Adam Glasser? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. He's, he's a porn star, and he's chasing me, chasing me through that tunnel, that, like, tr- you know, that little tunnel where we were. Um, and I went through, yeah, and the, the air kept coming through. What the fuck? There right. Was a, it, yeah. It was I ended like, up getting chased by a pack of wild dogs. That was just a weird shoot altogether. Well, yeah. You, you did? Just, you couldn't, I, 
I try to tell you not to go near that weird squatter guy's shack, you know, <laughs> but you had to go that way. I was nosy. So, <laughs> let's go back, get back to Felicia in the bathing suit, not me being chased by dogs. I'm no, more interested and, then, and I, no, and it wasn't even that crazy, but I turned around and my bikini top came off and, and Seymour Butts looked at me and said, don't worry, I've seen it before. And I was like, <laughs> so humiliated. I was like, whoop. <laughs> but um, yeah, huh. for me, for someone who totally missed that, yeah, I totally yeah, missed he that. Got a full show of my titties, but um, yeah, he didn't really give a shit because when you're a porn star, it's like you know eating ice cream. It's just every day. And Are you kidding? It's that's, that's more the wow. That's that's just PG. He's, 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 <laughs> yeah, he's doing it was for like, cash, so. <sighs> wait. So is that how you guys you stayed in touch from then? Uh, actually, yeah, pretty yes. Much. <laughs> <gasps> Did you meet on that shoot? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Wow. I, I, I still have some other friends. I'm still in contact with uh, Rennie and uh, Heidi just had a baby. Yep. Oh. Which Heidi? Heidi Martinuzzi. She did? I saw her yeah, last week, like two weeks ago at Midsummer Scream. She had a baby? She posted a bear with a newborn baby picture. I'm assuming it's hers. Oh my you know, goodness! Wearing, wow. Wearing maternity clothes, so unless oh, she has a habit well, she looked amazing two weeks and, ago. And we laughed at that water party. We were talking about it. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I actually, of all people, ever. stayed in contact with Lloyd Kaufman, and um, oh, trying okay. to get a television show together. And Felicity, you were suggested for one of the characters. We've been talking to Kevin Smith, and it's called <gasps> Newcomb High. Oh my god! So, I love Kevin because he's such he's a he's a big champion for Sleepaway Camp. He's talked about it a lot. Yeah, and so we've been talking about doing Newcomb High, which is based on for those that don't know, the high school in the Toxic Avenger. So, um, <gasps> well, interestingly I'll, enough, I'll that's do anything. I'm getting about. on my hands and knees. I love <laughs> Lloyd. He's in the new movie Death House. And I heard he, he filmed on the East Coast because we did an East Coast and a West Coast, and I wasn't on the East Coast, but I heard he, like, just, no pun intended, he killed it. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. So Kevin I'm going to beg him. I want to be on that. So well, I'll have to call. I'm still talking to his people, so once it's locked in, I want you. Ah, <gasps> thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. So, well, okay, so I'm going to ask. We've got a lot of questions in. Uh, one of the okay. questions we have is, why don't you do nude? That's from... I'm just insecure about my own body. Like, I've always... You know what happened? I was, um, you know, a a tiny girl growing up as a teenager, but I had a big booty. So when I went to sleepaway camp, all the guys on set were like, look at that ass. But, you know, that was 1982. It wasn't 2016. 13. I was 13, and they were making fun of my ass. So I was so embarrassed that it made me very, very insecure. And was, it I, the old, was it the older members of the crew that were doing that to you or the other kids? No, the teenage boys I was working with, all of the, who are now still my best friends. Yeah, so they were like, you know, you have now today they're like, oh, let's see that ass. I'm like, yeah, right, the one that you made fun of in 1982. And <laughs> right. she's like, oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Oh, my you know, God, it was like, like 1982. I was, I was born, like, three years after that. can't believe that's before I was yeah, born. Yeah, you're a baby. Yeah, and yeah, so I, have this big, I still have a huge ass, and, um, you know, but now today it works. Everybody's like, ooh, big booty is in, so mm-hmm. I'm fine yeah, with it. Yeah, but back in 
Back in 82, that, that was kind of creepy from the other people saying that to a 13-year-old girl. That's really, <laughs> you know, they that's were like, like 15. Jungle. So yeah, for them, like you know. It, <laughs> that has like jungle gym fever written all over it. Yeah, so that's, that's, <laughs> not, that's not good. All right, the next question. Do you discourage actresses from doing nudity? This is from aspiring actress in Hollywood, California. But it says here that, sweetie... It's okay to be from Mission Viejo. You don't have to write you're in Hollywood. It tells me where you're from. Mission Viejo is a very nice place. Mm. <laughs> um, so Mission Viejo backslash Hollywood girl, um, the aspiring actress, wants to know, do you discourage girls from doing nude? I No. Uh, first of all, like we've said you know, previously, I don't discourage against anything. I mean, unless it has anything to do with harming anyone or you know, um, hurting someone. But I think it's your own discretion. You have to really listen to your heart and your own gut. And I don't think, you know, I, I think if you feel good with it, then it's the right thing to do. You know, people have said to me, oh, why horror movies? Why are you running around killing people? Well, it's a form of entertainment. It's a form. It's an art form. It's you know, it might not be for everyone. I happen to adore it and love it. And I think we exercise our demons and our nightmares and all the negative or dark in our life. We ha- and if you balance it with a lot of light and love, then it's a perfect combination. And that's what I, I, I try to do every single day. But with that, if it works for you, go for it. Just make sure that you're true to yourself and you feel good and you're not in a compromised position where someone's hurting you or doing something negative. Then you're fine. I'm going to ask you one. Um, We've had a few different variations of this. One of the girls wrote in here not too long ago and she wrote in again today and and asked, have you ever been put in a compromising position by someone you've been working with? Guys, that happens to a lot of people in Hollywood. It's happened to me. I don't know if it's happened to Felissa, but you don't need to tolerate that shit. It's it's happened to me too, and it involved a midget. So yep. yeah, <laughs> and it was on the set of Slaughter Party. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding, Mike. Yeah. So, so oh my god, to me twice. All right, so yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It does happen a lot in Hollywood. Felissa, have you ever been put in a compromising I- position? You know, I have to say I have not been in a situation where I've ever felt, like, threatened or, or you know, as if somebody was going to harm me. I know of many friends and many people who didn't get roles because they wouldn't do certain things and whatnot. Unfortunately, that's rampant not only in, enter- in the entertainment industry, it is in life. And I think you are your own best guide. And, again, listening to your heart and your own gut, you can sort of navigate your own life and your world better than anybody else. And I just, I know I have not been in that position. And I think, um, you know, unfortunately, if you are, just make sure that, you know, somehow you, um, you just speak the truth to someone. I think all of us want to just, even someone who's doing that to a young woman or even a young man, if you Call talk me. sense into someone. I can know, ruin their life. Call me. <laughs> I, right, I don't like right. That shit. That's true. Like you can just. I tell my girls, if anybody ever comes near you, like you scream your head off, and but hopefully, um, you can talk sense into people. All right, we have only a couple minutes left with Felissa because she said she could only do till four thirty. So I'm going to ask two questions that we have here. One: Who is yeah. the worst person backslash film you have ever worked with or on? From Andrew in Lake Kirla, Kirla Lake something or other. California. <laughs> um, what is the worst? I did a really shitty film two years ago. And it's funny because 
I know it was two years ago. I landed on set August 26, 2014. But I made <laughs> a best friend. See, this is so interesting. My best friend um, I met that day. And, and, you know, he's been like my, uh, my brother. So it was a wonderful situation because of that. But it was the shittiest film. And the person in charge would not listen to any of us. And unfortunately, could, it could have been something good, but there's no audio. Half the movie is, uh, like, illiterate. Like, you can't even understand it. It was just really, really bad. But look at what came out of it. I made, like, the most amazing friend of my life on it. So, you know, it's all for good. Difference. It's all for good reason. And the last question we are going to ask Felissa is... I'm not asking her that. You're a pervert. <laughs> you can ask me what. Do I really no, have a penis I am, now? I am. <laughs> no, that I, I will tell you after the show because I find that incredibly sexist. And from Los Angeles, California to Kyle. No, we are not answering that question. You're an asshole. <laughs> I couldn't uh, imagine. I think we've rifled on Kyle before on this show, right? Yes, this is the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, we get, I, What's I his love problem, that you love Kyle? To what's up? He needs attention. On. Less sexist He's questions, please. <laughs> come on. All right. Here's a question. If you could change one thing about your career, what would it be? Ooh. Um, if I could change one thing. Oh, God. That's so... Um, that's really, really difficult. Oh, I know. I would have done Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. Really? How about that? Um, all, you know, we've, I've gone over it in, you know, many interviews how I had auditioned. I sucked at the audition. The, the director, Michael Simpson, it wasn't the original director. It was a different director. He really loved Pam Springsteen, as he should. She's fucking marvelous in both 2 and 3. And I and had just gotten into NYU. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen's sister. sister. Yeah. Yep. yep. But I had just gotten into NYU, and I had gotten in, like, early decision. So they told me if you take on these two films, you'd have to reapply. I was probably just fucking lazy, so I was like, nah, I'll just go to college. But you know what? In hindsight, <laughs> college could have waited. I've never heard anyone say, I'm lazy, so I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went... And, uh, you know, my husband always says, I wish you would have done the sequels, and I, I probably do, too. Like, I could have, you know, done the sequels and then done NYU after. So I think well, I would have changed that. I mean, if I had to change anything, which I really am very happy with my journey, so I can't say I'd change much. We have one minute till break, and I know you said you had to get off at the half hour mark. So if you can tell anything to our audience, tell them what you're doing, where to find you, tell everyone what's going on. We have about one minute till break, and then I know Felissa has to go. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can check out FelissaRose.com, and it's run by the amazing, oh my God, Andrew, I love him. He's so great. And um, I have a ton of conventions coming up. I'll be at Monster Palooza in L.A. I'm promoting Death House at all my conventions. I'll be at Days of the Dead Louisville next, thir- next Friday through Sunday, September 2nd through the 4th. And have, um, I'll be at Scarefest in Kentucky. I'll be at Shockstock in Canada. Um, I'm working on a secret project. I can't tell anyone, um, which is going to be the fucking best thing that ever happened in my career. How about that? 
and I'm Jack excited. Comes now I out. Know, and I better get a cracker yeah. distro for it if it's that good. Ah, it's fucking <laughs> the best thing ever. And um, I'm really proud of Death House. I love working with Harrison Smith and Entertainment Factory, Rick Finkelstein and Stephen Chase. They're like my boys, and I just have to give them a shout out. And Christian Ackerman, Paul, who I fucking love so much. <laughs> He's our bro. So oh, on yeah. that note, I can't even thank you guys enough. I hope I get to talk to you again soon. I'd um, love to have you back on the show. We didn't get through any of the questions we had. Guys, I uh, promise I will beg Felissa to come back on the show because yeah, we please. have a whole bunch of questions. Uh, my assistant, Alexis, who's always sitting here following me around like a mother hen, is going to uh, set it up and have Felissa back can on the show. Uh, I'd love to come back soon. It's my son's yes. seventh birthday, so I'm going to take him to Toys R Us right now. I, I think that's so really important. So thank we you. are going to go to break. Felissa, thank you very, very I love much you guys. for being on thank the show. Thank you for having and me. And we're going to drag yeah, you on again. Thank you, Felissa. Please. Thanks, guys. Have a great thank day. You. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset? Your home. Is it from a reality show on cable TV? A comparison website? Or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I want to give a quick shout-out to Scott Haskin for that awesome music. I always love it. It feels like we're stepping into an epic adventure. And thank you again to Felissa Rose. You are fantastic. Guys, I promise I will bring her on again. I know everyone was really excited to chat with her and talk to her. We are going to bring on, in just a moment, Patty H. Morris. Now, she's a dancer. She's got a new show coming out and a whole bunch going on. But first, I want to welcome back Paul Michael Bolin. How are you doing, Paul? Hello, hello. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm still now. Nah, the traffic seems to be clearing up. So, so I'm we going have a little bit faster now. 
We have an up-to-the-minute traffic report if you're on the 210 freeway coming out to Palm Springs for Comic-Con. Paul's yeah, advice? It clears, it clears up if you're going east after the 605. So. Fantastic. What I'm hearing from this is don't get on the freeway. Mm. Well, it's working pretty well right now. Oh, it's starting to clog up again. <laughs> Shit, Paul. Mm. It's, it, come on. It's rush hour, man. All right. I'd like to welcome Patty to the show. Hi, Mum. For those that don't know, Patty is actually my mother. She's how I got into the entertainment industry. And even though some people call me the Duchess of Hollywood, the baddest bitch in Hollywood, and the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, my mother calls me, God damn it, Summer, you're doing it wrong. Welcome to the show, Mum. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Delighted to be here. Now, I figured I would call you on. You've kind of been, uh, I've tortured you in a few of the shows and used you as yeah. my example. <laughs> You and have. I have, and you. But I'm driving my out example. to tomorrow to beat you up. You're driving out to Comic Con to beat me up. Well, Paul's here. I'm going to hide behind him. Oh, Why? okay. <laughs> Damn it, Paul! Well, defend my honor. <laughs> oh well, gee, I'm a zombie, so to watch out for my bite. That's true. Yeah, the Umbrella Corp is yeah. going to be doing you up as a zombie. They're doing a zombie walk tonight and tomorrow here at Palm Springs Comic Con. I don't know why they're well, doing it during the day. It's going to be hot as hell. I know. Yeah. I imagine my all drip off. Yeah, pretty much. At two, I think it was 2 o'clock. My goodness, right in the middle of the day. Hot time. Hot time. It is, it is. Well, but you've got to keep the makeup on because I have a panel tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Oh, no, 5.30 to 6.30. Is that right, Lex? Uh, in Mesquite G, I've got my the boss of my world standing here telling me what's going on, uh, and I can I'm talking about the same thing we talk about each week on this show: how to get famous, how to get your movie made, and how to do what you want to do in Hollywood. Now, Mum, I've been nagging you. For those that don't know, I pitched a television show to Amazon because I ran out of stuff to pitch, and I ripped off my mother's idea. She was going to write a book about this. I stole the idea and sold it to Amazon, who now wants a, a, a television show done. I sold it as a new version of The Wonder Years, but it's actually about my mother and my uncle growing up in the 1960s and 70s in California. It mm -hmm. talks about my mum who taught dance to James Earl Ray, the man that shot Martin Luther King, while my mum was involved in the civil rights movements and things like that, because mum was all about civil rights, then she lost her, hill, her friend to the Hillside Strangler. She was California State Dance Champion, one of the best dancers in the world. During this time, her brother was running a head shop on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. The place is now a Thai restaurant. I've been there. Um, my mum used to dance in the window in this shop and she caused, you know, car backups and accidents. They hated it. My uncle at this point was running a free press in protest to the Vietnam War. Uh, for the, a free press for you internet people is a newspaper that's given away for free. It's kind of like the Huffington Post, but on paper. He was running a free press in protest to the Vietnam War out of his head shop, got arrested for mailing himself pot from Mexico and ended up in jail with the Manson family. So, okay. so we have I, a very I, family. Interesting hobbies. Very, very interesting hobbies. But this this was my mum and my <laughs> uncle, and I'm looking at this, and I ran out of stuff to pitch, and I pitched them this, and they bit, and I can't get it to write a damn script. So, oh, it's kind of going. It's kind, I'm it's kind of going. Got, she, yeah, lots of bits together. Now she just did a show called Let's Dance USA. 
which is a kid's show teaching people how to dance. It's actually hosted by Rick Ochoa and Sonia Harley. Uh, Sonia Harley opens for Slayer. She's kind of a rocker chick. If you think Suicide Girls, you get, you get Sonia Harley. And you've got Rick Ochoa, who is a pop star from the Disney Channel with his brothers, the Ochoa Boys. They're a pop group. So it's really interesting. She's got some amazing people on this kid show she's put together. So for those that don't know, this is how I got into Hollywood. I didn't even know Hollywood had a, ba- a bad side or a dark side. Because when I was little and involved in any entertainment, my mother would follow me around like a hawk. Anyone looked at me, she'd start screaming, jailbait. Um, <laughs> well, we don't, we, we don't wish this on our children, darling. You know, everything we go through. Entertainment is one of the harder, um, you know, uh, professions, really. It really is. And I can say my mom didn't encourage me to get into it. But once I was in it, she encouraged me. It was kind of the, I don't want you to do this. But if you're going to do it, you damn well better be the best. You do it right. Yep. And so that's sort of how we're raised. Um, that's just a little backstory. So welcome to the show, Mum. I know I've used you as my horrible example multiple times, but I'm going to ask you. We had the amazing Felissa Rose on the show earlier today. We were talking about horror films. For anyone out yeah. there that wants to get famous or has a show that they want to get made, <laughs> what advice would you give them? They have a show, and they want to go out and put it together and get it uh, backed and get all the casting and everything done. Is assume that what you're they asking? Know, assume they know nothing. Oh, my God. That's okay. Uh, then you, you <laughs> find the people who do. Find the people that do. Actually, that's God. really good advice. <laughs> you research these people. doesn't mean you're going to get to talk to all of them. But you know what? If uh, you're tenacious and hang in there... Someone will talk to you. You know, go you go out, you network a lot. You just have to be seen. And unfortunately, there's a lot of fringe Hollywood, which doesn't really get you anywhere. I, I see these events going on all the time. So you really have to go with someone who's reputable. Look at their background. What we did, and I thought it was brilliant, was we took a retired director. But this director had also worked with Spielberg and a number of other greats. So we knew what his background would be and his experience. So that worked out perfect for us. Plus, he's absolutely amazing. John Reynolds, of course. Actually, that's very, very good advice. If you're getting it together, guys, a really good way to do it is find people that know what they're doing. And if you're on a tight budget looking for retired um, entertainers and retired producers and directors is a very clever thing to do. And that was, that's, that's very good advice, mom, because you'll get it. You, you'll really get that top level. Um, you get the top level producer people or director. Yeah, yeah. That's, they, people, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you, mom. <laughs> yeah. You were looking and you might them. actually get them at a time where their spouse just simply wants them out of the house. So there you go. Yeah. That's exactly. exactly what happened with John Reynolds. His wife wanted him out. <laughs> but we got his wife, too. We did. Unfortunately, <laughs> he brought her with him. And that was uh, Dev Ross. She wrote Land Before Time, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. She's one of the top kids writers ever. And uh, John Reynolds. So we, we uh, got John, and then, then he dragged in Dev. So they, instead of uh, her getting the break she needed, she got put to work. 
but it, it really is a great way to go. And that was took a lot of ingenuity. Now, Mum, you're a dancer. We don't t- get a lot of dancers on this show. Um, what about people that want to be dancers? Oh, my gosh. You know what? Uh, it depends on the direction you want to go. Now, there's two avenues nowadays. Uh, you've got your professional training, which is your ballet, your jazz, your modern, contemporary, whatever. I did those. Uh, that's very marketable for Broadway. But then you look at the uh, new play that came out that's all hip-hop, Hamilton. So there are some great, great studios up in Hollywood. Really, really check out your studios. Get with the current dancing. And I really hate that they label, they do take all our dancing of all the years and they label it hip-hop. And I hate that. Learn to specialize in certain dances because if you're a, a locker, a whacker, a popper, um, there's... You literally just spoke gibberish to me. Okay. Locking. A lot of arm movement, points. Yeah, pop and um, lock, I think. Yeah. Pop and lock. Got pop it. Okay. Pop locking yeah, yeah. different. Actually, oh, shit. Uh, pop lock. Okay, pop locking came right, in after. I, I have it, guys. Google whacking and popping and locking and what and what was the other thing you said? Oh my uh, gosh! Uh, well, the only dancing I know involves crumping. a pole. Crump, crumping? Crumpet? Crumping. Crumping. I thought you said crumpet. I'm like, I'll have a crumpet. No, no, we don't eat it. We do it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this sounds pornographic, so Google it. That would be fun. Okay. Anyway, there are different styles of dancing. Hip-hop tends to just kind of do, a, to me, a jumble of it all, and it works. It's amazing. But I, I kind of like that you can really be an expert in some of these because the movements are incredible. You've got your isolations. You've got your floor work. In fact, that's the next thing we'll be doing in Let's Dance. We're going to be teaching some floor work and aerials. That's if we're given permission. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not even going to look at the uh, legalities or what that's going to cost you in uh, insurance. So you're going to do all of that on Let's Dance. I'm going to ask you, um, so for people that want to get into it, obviously get trained, right? Training's yes, important. and that's important. In the competitions, the bi- another big thing I see, and I see it in the competitions now, because you'll see old school dancers, they smile, they use personality, they play with the audience. You know, we'll sit in their lap, we'll do a ton of different things to get people's attention. They just get out there, now they're battling, they're kind of facing each other, and they're facing the audience, and they're doing their steps. But I miss, I'm missing the passion, the personality, the um, how happy you are with, if you're a dancer. I mean, if you love dance, oh, my God. Well, for those of you that are looking to be dancers, some great advice I can give you is write. You can find Patty H. online. I'll put a link to her on my Facebook. If you want to be a dancer, come join her on Let's Dance. She's always looking for dancers. And um, Oh, absolutely. Love to have new faces. We introduce new dances every week. All right, Mom, I'm going to ask you. I know, I know some of these. What was your best experience in Hollywood? We've got about 10 minutes till close. 
Your advice to people, which I think was some of the greatest advice I, I've gotten on this show, actually, um, was find people that know more than you. I think that's some of the best advice that I've ever heard given on this show, and I'm now going to steal it and take credit for it. What was your best? <laughs> what was your best experience in Hollywood? Oh, I this is going to sound funny. Um, I've done talk shows. I have to say, this is going back a ways. Enjoyed the hell out of the Gong Show. Enjoyed the heck out of it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> well, you did. Well, what was the Gong Show? Seventies, maybe eighties. Seventies uh, into the early eighties. I think they tried to reboot it a few times, but I remember the old Chuck Barris Gong Show. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah, he was corny, but you know, I just, I really felt that everything they did at that time was just very. Um, professional and they you know it was just perfect it was, you know it wasn't like going on set and you're wandering around and you're sitting and you're waiting and you're this and you're that it was really everything was you know laid out there was no yeah. waiting you just did everything and it was just great okay what was your worst experience in hollywood that one i don't want to tell on the air let me okay. think of a less a less worse one. Yeah, uh, let's, a lesser fine. Fine, fine. maybe not your worst, your less worse one. Um, for those yeah. that don't know, especially being in Hollywood in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even today, the level of sexism and sexual assault is absolutely ridiculous. So you'll find a lot of women that have been in this industry a long time aren't going to want to share the dark and dirties because they'll have dealt with a lot of, lot, lot, lot of bad guys. All you have to do is look at the instance with Bill Cosby. Let's face it, we all knew it, we all hit it. So it's, it's Hollywood does have its dark side. All right, Mom, we have about five minutes, so I really want to know, what was your worst experience in Hollywood or not uh, okay. worst? <laughs> not uh, worst. Uh, with the producer, I went to the opening of his first uh, movie, which was a dance movie. He obviously wanted to put me in it and maybe make me uh, lead or maybe not. It didn't matter. I just really wanted to get in it but the hoops he had me going through now I thought he was a reputable reputable producer obviously I've seen his work you know this and that so he invites me up to his apartment first warning don't bother people at coffee shops (laughs) don't meet people at coffee shops or their apartment no coffee shops is okay Oh, coffee, coffee shop's, shop's okay. okay. Don't okay. meet them at their apartment. Is that what we're saying here? Yes. Yeah. Public, public so places. Then I go into yeah. them, and we had to do the make-out scene to see if I was any good at it. And I really was... <laughs> which was oh, wow. Kind I'm of sorry. Weird. Uh, really? Well, you know, you're young and dumb. What can I tell you? And you're yeah, that, excited one, that one got me a few times, business. too. Sorry. Yeah. You know you're good at what you do, but um, so anyway, so I wound up getting angry with that one because um, I, oh, I could, can't remember what he was saying or doing at the time. I mean, it, it was very hard for me to take it seriously, mind you. It was awkward as hell. Then the backer was going to come, but I was supposed to wait for the backer in the bedroom. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Off my clothes and wait for him in the bedroom. So I went into the bedroom, 
And, you know, I sat there for a little while deciding what the hell I was going to do because I wasn't going to bed with anybody. I don't even know what was going on. And then I heard the window opening. The guy that was in the front room, oh, this is hysterical. He must have tried, I don't know what he was thinking. He was then coming through the window into the bedroom. Okay. And at this point, I'm gone. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gone. But I'm just saying you get yourself. So he was pretending to be the backer to sleep with. No wonder you kept such a tight hand on me. Good God. Thank you. Yeah, I, I I have this saying that, you know, the casting couch, I don't think it actually exists in Hollywood because it's never a couch. It's always a pile <laughs> of discarded headshots in the corner of a janitor's closet. So just yep. yeah. remember that. Yeah, oh, well, Pete, it, what it is, and it's true, you know, producers, I, I hate, that, people will hate that I'm going to equate them to teachers or principals or whatever, but they have the power right? And yeah. with that power, they abuse it. They definitely abuse their power. Now, not all of them, but the ones that do, I think it's, I think it's actually really heinous just because they are in a position of power. I really do think well, it is incredibly it, heinous. Because they may lose some people who are, would be great actresses or great anything just by if they didn't put them through some of the stuff they put them through, you know? Well, guys, that's, there's, there's your moral for today. Don't meet anyone in a bedroom, a hotel room, or their apartment. Meet them somewhere in public. Meet them where they're having their casting calls. But don't go to somebody's house. It happens, you know, it happened then. It happens now. I still hear these stories about it. Not everyone's as smart as my mom and decides to run away from it. They do. Some people think that's how you're going to get somewhere. And the truth is, it's not. No, not it really, at all. It's not a good way to get anywhere, and it's not going to get you anywhere. So I want to give a quick shout-out and say, guys, um, thank you very, very much, Mum, for being on the show. This is thank Patty. You. I keep calling her Mum. Her name is Patty H. Morris. It's Patty H. back in the day. And now she married my dad, so it's, you know, Morris. Um, <laughs> he just he killed a good thing, Mum. You had such a great flow to your yeah. name, Patty H. I know, but- but- they can Google me. They can Facebook me. They can look up Let's Dance USA. They can look up Lady Dynamite. There's a, believe me, there's a plenty you'll, of ways yeah, to you'll find f- her. You'll find her. You want to get in contact, find her. If you want to be a dancer on her show, contact me. Contact her. She's looking for dancers all the time. We are out this weekend in Palm Springs. I'm going to be at Alexis. Please tell me you're cuting because I don't know what gazebo I'm in. I'm in one of the... Mesquite G at 530 to 6.30. Don't I have a great assistant? She remembers everything I don't. Didn't um, quite hear it. What G? Mesquite G from 5.30 oh, to 6.30 at the Phoenix. Uh, at, at the Oh, God, no, at the Palm Springs. I already did Phoenix. At the Palm what? Springs. Comic Con Palm, Palm Springs. Comic Con Palm Springs. Palm Springs. I'm getting this wrong. I'm going to be at Comic Con Palm Springs tomorrow from 5.30 to 6.30 at Mesquite G. Come say hello to me. Thank you guys very, very much for listening in. You'll also be able to catch Paul there. Uh, Paul Michael is going to be at Comic-Con as well. So is Patty H. Yep. You can find her. She'll be the lady dressed as a zombie. So we'll see you guys tomorrow at Mesquite G at at Comic-Con Palm Springs from 5.30 to 6.30. Thank you so much, Mum, for joining us on Behind the Scenes. If you want to be a dancer, write in. And I want to give a quick shout-out to our winner. I think his name was Randall or Randy. 
Um, I can't tell you. I, I, I don't uh, have that. Robert Holmes. Robert, Robert Holmes. Holmes. I wasn't even close. Congratulations, Robert Holmes. You won a two uh, two nights at the Hyatt in Palm Springs, an ATV rides at Off Road Reynolds, and two tickets to Palm Springs Comic Con. So congratulations again to Robert Holmes. Thank you guys for joining us on Behind the Scenes. We'll be back next week, and I'll tell you all about the con. Goodbye. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.